Welcome to the Nuggets of Truth podcast. I'm Rebecca Bush, and I'm here with my mom, Ann Farnham, each week to talk about the truth in God's Word and how it applies to our lives. In Hebrews 4.12, we read that the Word of God is alive and powerful. It's sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Not only is the Bible powerful, but it's full of nuggets of truth. Nuggets that help us have lives characterized by good fruit. As we share stories and end with an encouraging word from Scripture for your week, it's our hope that you will leave feeling full of courage and wisdom as you walk in God's truth. In today's episode, we are going to talk about miracles. One thing we know for sure is everyone likes a miracle. Miracles involving healing, miracles of financial gain and found money, miracles of found pets and lost kids rescued. These kind of stories grab our attention. An entire television series was created to portray modern day miracles and it was a long running show. Our problem is that often we wanna direct how the miracle is to happen. Here, God, this is how you should do it. But God rarely works at our command, and He is so much wiser than we can imagine. Jesus did so many miracles while here on this earth, which can be read about in the New Testament. The Old Testament is also filled with many miracles that show God's great power. Join us today as we discuss looking for a miracle. I, Rebecca, are back together. Recording our second episode. Our second one. Whoop, whoop. Yep. And here we are in the closet, which is uh, <laughs> our new studio that we're using. Yes, we're in my mom's walk-in closet. Yes. And uh, we will post a picture on Instagram, mm. um, which is our Instagram handle is at Nuggets of Truth Podcast. Um, so you can kind of see where our super cool... Yeah, digs. Yes. <laughs> Is that is Diggs an okay word? I don't know. I'm not relevant anymore. I have a side part. Apparently, middle parts are the thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, what can I say? So today's episode, we are calling "Looking for Miracles," and um, I thought it would be kind of fun to just start out just talking about some miracles that we've looked for in our lives. You know, it says in Hebrews that we are to come boldly before the throne of grace to find mercy to help in time of need. And so we're supposed to come and ask for miracles. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it goes the way we want it to go. And sometimes God does something completely surprising in our lives. So like, I know you've had miracles in your life. Yeah. And we haven't talked about this before today. So we're going to come in and this is kind of cold turkey. But I want to hear. the best way to do it. it is. I want to <laughs> hear about your miracle that you want to share. Yeah. I, you know, I was, I was thinking through a lot of different options of just things that I've seen God do in my life. And I kind of landed on um, a time in my life when I felt really lonely. Hmm. So when we lived in Louisville uh, for four years, uh, we were there for my husband to do school. Well, you know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, the first, when we moved, I was just, I was having a hard time finding friends. Mm. And I felt like, um, not that I didn't have any friends, but some of them were older and I was working and um, they had kids already or whatever. It was just a, kind of a stage of life um, 
didn't work out super great. And so I just prayed. Mm. I prayed for God to send a friend and send a friend and send a friend. And I prayed for a long time. So you came boldly before the throne. Yes. And mm. I prayed with a lot of tears, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just asking God to provide that for me. And um, about two years into our time there, so two wow. full years before I met um, my friend Meredith. And she mm-hmm. walked up to me on the sidewalk mm-hmm. and she said, hey, you have a baby that's eight months old or about the same size. And I have a baby boy that's, you know, eight months old. We found out they were only six days apart. Mm-hmm. And um, I left that conversation thinking, hmm, this girl is a little you know, extroverted and (laughs) she really reached out to me and she friended me right away on Facebook or whatever. Um, But I cannot say how glad Mm -hmm. I am. I feel like it was the Lord's provision. And from that time on, um, she lived just a couple buildings down in our apartment complex. We would go walking all the time. We basically, I had a a really sweet friend who loved the Lord there that Mm -hmm. God provided. And so I felt like really just so thankful to the Lord for for that miracle that, you know, somebody walking just at the same exact time that I was bringing things in from the car Mm. and she walked by um, with a stroller. And you guys have stayed really good friends. Yeah. And now we have nine nine baby boys between (laughs) Between us. Wow. That's an amazing thing. Yeah. And it's fun to see them all together. It is. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Fun might be a different, might not be the word. And it's fun. It's just chaotic. Chaotic. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. How about, was great. What about you? Well, um, I was thinking about, uh, you know, having lived as long as I've lived, there are so many miracles I could talk about. And some of them would just take a really long time to describe. And yeah. so uh, I've decided I want to tell you about one that happened many, many years ago when I was 19 years old. And I'm not sure I'm not going to get choked up here. So if I do, That's okay. you just take this thing and roll with it. <laughs> okay. But uh, it was at the time when my dad was um, diagnosed with malignant melanoma. And at the time, I'm not sure they did the stage thing because we're talking 42 years ago. Um, but I think if they had, it would have been a stage four. And so that was really a sad time. Um, and I remember praying and praying and praying and people telling me, you can pray for a miracle and God will provide this miracle. And so I continued to pray. And, uh, after a few months, uh, of being sick, I guess about six months, actually he died. And I remember a couple weeks later, uh, going to my pastor, Pastor Mike, and sitting down with him and just, you know, unloading some of this. And I said, you know, I'm so angry. And he said, are you really angry? And I said, I don't know if I'm really angry. I'm just super confused. Why is it that we pray for miracles and God doesn't provide them? Mm. And he said, well, and what was the miracle that you asked God for? And I said, I asked for God to heal him, to make it so he was no longer in pain, to make it so he didn't have to be in a hospital bed anymore. Mm. And he said, Anne, he did all those things, right? Yeah. All of them. And um, it wasn't the miracle I wanted, but it was the miracle he gave me. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. What a wise pastor to to counsel you through that. Mm -hmm. And maybe someone out there needs to hear that today. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's interesting because I feel like we, um, 
you know, when we go to God and we're asking Him for these things, it's like we really believe we know exactly what we should have, Mm -hmm. exactly how it should be done and what's best. Um, And so one thing that I've I've seen in my own life is that a lot of times I want God to just do what's the easiest for me, Mm -hmm. what's the most comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes, you know, He's got a lot better plans. Yeah, He says, I'm going to make you grow through this. Yeah. And become the person I want you to be. So, well, the interesting thing is, is today we're going to talk a little bit about a a story that comes from the Bible. And it's a story a lot like this. The uh, people asked for one thing and they got a whole lot of that one thing (laughs) in a completely different way than they thought they would. times have you asked God to work a miracle on your behalf? Not just on your behalf, but in your schedule and in your way. You don't just want any miracle, but the miracle you devised and planned. If you're like most of us, you'll have to admit that this happens pretty often. See, we pray for healing, and then we tell God how to accomplish the recovery. We pray for success, telling him what we consider successful. We ask God to make our dreams and hopes come to pass using our standard of measure and our plan for tackling the problem. We tend to forget that believing God for a miracle means that we can trust him for the how, the when, and the why. In 2 Kings 3, there's a story that's not often studied. It's a story about three kings heading to war. The kings were from Judah, Israel, and Edom, and they had banded together to fight against their enemy, the Moabites. There was only one problem. During the seven days of traveling to meet the Moabite army, they had found no water to quench the thirst of their troops. They found no streams, no rivers, no wells. The situation looked mighty serious for the advancing troops, and their animals were all getting pretty thirsty. They needed a miracle, and a life-sustaining one at that, one that would provide them with the necessary water to hydrate all the troops and the horses. Rain could have been a miracle that they needed, or maybe a well-placed stream of fresh, cool water. If there wasn't going to be any water, there certainly could be no fight. But God, in his mercy and wisdom, provided water in a way I expect no man could have ever imagined. And here's what God's word tells us happened in 2 Kings 3.20. The next day, at about the time when the morning sacrifice was offered, water suddenly appeared. It was flowing from the direction of Edom, and soon there was water everywhere. Did you see that? Suddenly appeared everywhere? The three kings hadn't asked for a miracle quite like this. They certainly had wanted water, but man, this was a lot of water, much more than they thought they needed. And we're told that neither wind nor rain had brought about this miracle. God did not use the normal means to give them water. His way of provision displayed his power. Now they had water and an awful lot of it. And then God did a fantastic thing. The enemy, the Moabites, had strapped on swords and had been keeping watch on their borders They were really ready to fight when the approaching army came, and they were equipped and prepared to fight and to win. But when the miraculous occurred, God used the water to secure the army's victory. Scripture tells us that when the Moabites got up the next morning, the sun was shining brightly across all of that water. The extreme glare made the water appear to be red and look like blood. It may have been a red sky reflecting on the water, but however it happened, it looked like a whole bunch of blood. The Moabites reasoned that the three oncoming armies had begun to fight against each other, and all that water was indeed blood. So they ran full speed ahead to get the spoils from the Israelite army. 
But when they got to the camp, they found the Israelites alive and quite well, and they were ready to fight. No corpses there. And as you can imagine, the victory that day belonged to the Israelites. The miracle the people had wanted was a simple one. They just wanted water to drink. But God gave them the water as a means to secure a victorious battle. He caused the miracle of the water to be the catalyst for triumph. No human would ever have thought of this scenario. Only God would. So what can we learn from this story? How can this account help us to be more Christ-like and to trust him more? From this story, we can understand that God alone is the one who has infinite wisdom. Although we want to tell God how to act on our behalf, it is better to trust him to do what he knows is best. It's our job to follow his lead, not his mission to follow ours. And God is a God of abundance. He knows what we need and he can supply it in great measure. The next time we want God to act on our behalf, let's submit to his way with open hands and hearts full of great expectation. Thanks for joining us on the Nuggets of Truth podcast. And we hope you feel encouraged this week to look into God's word for your own nuggets of truth.